Yes, people, it is episode 274 of Chris Brand Dumpers. It's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? It is Monday. I'm recording this on Monday, bank holiday Monday. I meant to record this before release it on Monday morning, but guess what? The podcast is late, and you know that because, well, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened, all right? And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've got things going on in my life that means I was late doing the pod. Alright, get out my face. Now, um, how's your week been, people? How, how have your week been? Uh, my week, I've been gigging, obviously. It's what I do. Um, what, where have I been this week? Let's check the calendar, because I have no functioning memory. Um, so, this week, up to say, oh, that's why I can't remember, because I've seemingly gigged all week. On Tuesday, I was at West End Comedy Club. Um doing a middle spot there then headed over to the Soho uh, comedy club to do about 15 minutes of just new material literally reading from my phone uh, then what did I do Wednesday nothing I stayed at home Wednesday Thursday did um, I hosted John Reed's fitness gig at John Reed's fitness which is uh, a gym at Liverpool Street which is a bit of an odd one um, hosting in the gym but had a good time uh, then Friday, I was at Angel Comedy Club for the 7pm show, the 9pm show, and then I was a judge at the Roast Battle at 11pm. Um, yeah, and then Saturday, finally had my ass indoors um, with my family and um, chilled out, chilled out with my fam, chilled with my fam on Saturday, and then Sunday... Uh, I was out again. I was at Kojo's Funhouse um, Sunday, and I ended up headlining that show, which was very fun. Headlining the show at uh, Kojo's Funhouse is one of those shows that have existed before I started doing comedy. Uh, Backyard Comedy Club, I had a lot great time doing that. Um, shout out to everyone else who performed, especially Milton, who did his first ever performance as a comedian. Um, Bags confidence did really well. Didn't write any material though. He just winged it for, well, for he's meant to have five minutes. He did fifteen minutes. I'm telling you, comedy's a hell of a drug. He did one line of comedy, felt that high of laughter. He's just like, I am doing all of this. By the end of it, he was like Tony Montana in Scarface. His face just covered in powder. Loved it, just loving the laughter he was getting. So yeah, obviously when you're a new comedian, you don't know all the cues of you know get the hell off stage so he actually took the MC uh, Kazim to actually walk to the edge of the stage and actually tell him hey big man you're done uh, <laughs> but he did well he did well man it's good and then I headlined it's tough to follow it's tough to follow because um, Kazim was smashing it as a host it was Katie Green and then Victor closed the first half and Victor destroyed the place in the first half uh, then we had the new guy overrun but he didn't overrun and just die. He overran and he was, he was doing good. He was doing good. Um, yeah, and then I had to go on. And uh, I did my thing. I did my thing. But what was crazy, midway through my set, I saw someone pass out front row. Front row. This woman got up and she just collapsed. Just floppy. Floppy like, you know, like when a four-year-old's being disciplined in a supermarket. You know, just in the Asda. The mum's just had enough of their flipping nonsense, just 
grabs, oh, just stop messing around, tries to pick him up, they just go floppy. Just collapse in a puddle of immaturity and childish banter. And um, this how this woman just collapsed. And I was like, hey, yo, I ain't Travis Scott here. I ain't trying to have people die while I'm on stage. Um, so I was like, hey, you definitely all right over there? They're like, yeah, 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 fine. Yeah, no, it's all good. I was like, you mean what? I said, no, all good. Uh, the person, she was with three family members. And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm like, she looks like she fully passed out. We should get some kind of medical. They're like, no, no. There's like, carry on with the show, big man. I was like, okay. <laughs> Can I just carry on telling my jokes? <laughs> but it made for fun. Made for a fun night. Yeah. So I did. Then today, Monday, uh, I was at Top Secret Comedy Club. Did that twice. And then I was at Foxhall at the end. So a lot of gigging. A lot of gigging. But that's it. That's me done. That's me done gigging until... Um, until the 14th, so that's two weeks off, um, got, got, uh, obviously got my mother-in-law's, um, funeral at the end of the week, so it's just trying to help out with that, and then we're going, then we're going away for the week, to just, you know, recalibrate, recalibrate, that's what we're going to do, we're going to centre parks, which I've never been to before, so it's going to be fun. See see how that goes. It'll be fun, man. Uh, we're going with another couple and their kid. Now, we've been together before as couples. Um, we've never been together as parent couples. This is a new level of adulting that I've wanted to do, but, you know, it just, it just, it just well, I guess the COVID stopped it from happening earlier, but... Yeah, this is level of adulting that I just never thought I would get to. I mean, you know, you, you think about it, but you don't think about going to centre parks and planning your schedule around the kids' feeding times and stuff. It's just like, is this where we are now? you got to understand, this guy I'm going on the holiday with, um, we got engaged at a similar time as well. We were absolute bandits after uni just running around London being absolute bandits just impromptu nights out where I would just wake up dribbling on his sofa I was meant to have gone home it's like nah I'm out of him and we're painting the town all shades of red mental nights out and now look at us all mature going on not just couples holidays but now family holidays look at us Hiring bikes and all sorts. It's, no. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, man. Right, what else? What has been actually going on in the world? I've, I actually took notes for once. Um, so what, what we've got to talk about? There's a lot of things to talk about. We've got on the on the docket. I've put in quotation marks. Um, actually, let's talk about more of the dumb shit that's happened to me this week. Put it as a Facebook status, but discovered something about myself. That um, I, I must have some kind of deep-seated fear of being predictable because when I go into my local coffee shop, Pratt, which I actually have a subscription for, um, where you know, so it's totally reasonable that the people behind the counter make it familiar with my face as it's just across the road to my office. I went in there the other day, and the guy predicted the drink I wanted. 
Yeah, predicted the drink I wanted. And rather than me being grateful for saving me time of having to say it, I said, no. Was it a drink I wanted? Yes. But I'm so anti, I was just like, fuck off, you don't know me. Why are you guessing my drink? And I've realised that happens to me every time I've been in that situation. Someone guesses my order or says the usual. I was like, there is no usual big man. Like, piss off. Piss off. Um, check out Abs to Truth. Um, comedian. He's got a bit online about this. Check it out. Um, but I, I echo the sentiments. It's just I just didn't know. It was something that pissed me off. Or why it pissed me off. But it must be. But what else could it be if it's not just a fear of being predictable being samey because I do look down on people I've worked with you know those people who just have the same cheese and pickle sandwich every flipping lunchtime it's like how are you doing that I have a can of coke a packet of ready salted crisp and a cheese and pickle sandwich just like that's your lunch every day now I'm not even talking about the constituent parts of your lunch you know granted you might just like a sandwich and crisps but surely you can change the crisps to you know Prawn cocktail, cheese and onion, salt and vinegar one time. Change the sandwich to it. No, ham. Have a ham sandwich, mate. Come on. Be adventurous. But no, chicken salad. You want some of that coronation chicken? BLT. This is like cheese and pickle sandwich. So when I go into the sandwich shops, right? Because when I go into like these West End sandwich shops, you find a good one, you know, they've got the whole chicken escalope and uh, olive bread and the sun-dried tomato bread and you've got cheese and salad, it's like, yeah, what cheese? You've got mozzarella, you know, so you've got these different breads, you've got the different fillings and then you just get someone come in just like, I'll have a ham and, ham and tomato on brown bread, please. Um, not toasted, no. Is it, this is what you've come into this outlet shop for, ham and tomato. I'm looking around the sandwich shop, looking around everyone, I was like, hey, is there no same disorder? But what the fuck is wrong with this guy? No, seriously, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he ordering just ham and tomato? Like, what's going on? Have I missed the memo? What's happening here? I don't even know the guy, but I'm just stood next to him ordering the side line. And it's like, you're a dickhead, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I um but yeah what has been going on in the world uh i mean i watched the westwood documentary i think that's that's been released i think guess a lot of podcasts we're talking about that um so here's the thing about the westwood documentary a lot of things i saw online two things I saw online um because it came the things that was you know elon must buy on twitter a lot of people had opinions about that seemed to expose they didn't really know how debt finance worked and the other one was um was Tim Westwood documentary and it was people kind of discussing it in a way of going where everyone knew about this anyway who's this even for I was like that's a weird approach if someone's uh alleged I would say alleged don't be sued you know alleged rapist or you know predator to go who's this documentary for it's clearly for the victims Particularly for those who haven't come forward, so they know they're not the only ones, and then you know you build up momentum, you build a case. Do you know I was actually approached about this documentary? I was approached by one of the researchers who hit me up and says, "Hey, we're just trying to get in contact with anyone that's been a victim or been in contact with him." And I was like, "Big man, I've met him once, and that was when I was at uni, 
at a uni rave and he was handing out the very condoms you covered in your documentary. Wrap it up before you slap it up and he was shouting all kinds of madness uh, on the microphone. And me as a 18 year old or 19 year old thought it was kind of hilarious because it's Tim Westwood. He's, he's a big DJ, he's in my uni, he's in my student union and uh, he's saying laddish things. Hilarious. Um, I don't know if it's hindsight bias, but I think I would have been a bit grossed out if any of the girls from my uni got with him, though. Because um, he's an old man. And watching that documentary, um, listen, this, this, the accusations, I don't know if they're true or not, but I believe them. I'll say that. Um, I believe the accusations from the worst to the more trivial, whatever, I believe all of them. Um, do I believe the documentary was necessary? Yeah. Do I think the documentary was good? No. Probably one of the shittest documentaries I've ever seen in my life. One of the few things. Number one, when you're talking, when you're trying to build up a case against someone, you've got to build up. Yeah? Build up. The way they ordered the victims is they went from the most severe to the most unsevere in the context of what's being discussed so they went from three girls who got raped um and whether you want to discuss whether it's rape or not given consent or whatever but it, it was the same pattern of they were told it's going to come for a music thing then they he meets them personally he takes her back to their apartment they then realize there is no music thing happening and they realize they're alone in london with tim westwood and then they end up having sex with him um, and I think by the law I, I don't think he would have actually committed rape right because he could reasonably assume that they wanted to be in his house uh, but by the morality of it it's fucking disgusting and horrible right we're not really discussing the laws and the nuance of it right? it's, it's, it's horrible and he's an arsehole for it but then the next three were like yeah, he touched my bum while I was having a photo at uni. Again, yeah, it's creepy, it's disgusting. And it's, in isolation, it's shit behaviour, terrible behaviour. And again, predatory, horrible, uh, you know, misogynistic, sexist, all of that stuff is dreadful. But you can't put that after a story where someone's been raped. I'm talking about from a completely directorial perspective because you've gone from harrowing, harrowing, harrowing to he touched my bum. It's like, mm, what? Oh, that's not what happened to the other girls. Like, you know what I mean? You, for me, you've got to start with those girls, build it up. Oh, yeah, he touched my bum, or he was leering at me, or he kept rubbing my thigh. Those girls, and then people watch it go, nah, that's not that bad. But that is bad. But that is bad. But it's not that bad. But I'm waiting to hear more. And then you end with those three. It's just, but, but, but to be fair, it's done its job because he stepped down from his job at Capital Extra. Um, but yeah, but then there's that element. I found the dialogue very strange. The, the words. Because it felt like, to me, it reeked of this. These women telling their story, telling their truth, telling the truth, right? If you believe them. 
I believe them, so I'd say tell you the truth. And I feel like it's like they told it in their way of how they speak, and then the producers have gone, um, yeah, look, could you use these words, power dynamic? Could you use, you know what I mean? It was like they were just trying to shoo in the buzzwords when you don't need to, when you're talking about a real life event, you don't need the buzzwords. You know what I mean? And when it comes to like racism, I don't need to talk about white privilege or white supremacy or white fragility. Uh, I don't need to talk about internalized racism. I need to talk about any of these things. If someone calls me the N-word and throws a shit in my face, <laughs> there's no need for the academic breakdown. You people just go, yep, that, that was racist. So with this, it was just like the buzzwords being used. It's like you're you're making the women's story. Well, to me, like maybe that is how they spoke, but for me, how it feels like you're making the women's stories seem insincere. You've you've sanitized them and you've you're trying to push this thing. It's just odd. Also, the focus on um, I get obviously the focus on black women because they're the victims, but then it was the flip side of the women having to comment about him being white in the sense of well, I understood him being white in terms of the yes, you are talking about power dynamics and all that stuff, cool. But it's them talking about him being white and gross. <laughs> now, they didn't just say he's old and white, it's like he's white. One woman said, I've never seen a white uh, person naked before. Uh, another person just said it was just his body's horrible. It's like, I guess if these are your vivid memories of it, and this is what you was thinking at the time, they'll get it. But it's just like, Again, is, is this relevant? But no, I'm not going to tell people how to do documentaries. I've never made one. But it just felt um, it felt a bit rushed. That's what the documentary felt. It felt rushed. And it felt, even though it was only 29 minutes, it felt like they were trying to draw out points to fill out the 29 minutes. That was odd. It's like they made 20, 29 minutes drag as a documentary, where I feel like a documentary like that about who he is, Tim Westwood, that should be an hour long, and I'm just packed with evidence. Even if anecdotal, just packed. But it was just a bit, it's a bit wishy-washy, which is a shame. Um, but I hope, like I said, I hope that this documentary empowers people to come out, and maybe there's a second documentary to be made where there's more than six victims. Maybe. Maybe we can only hope. Um, right, what else has happened? What else happened this week? Um, I said Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Um, I don't give a fuck. So, we... <laughs> was it matter to me if Elon's got Twitter? Like, I don't care. It wasn't like I was trying to buy it, was it? Jesus. What are we really moaning about right now? What? I mean, it was never yours to... I understand someone else put a bid in, but if you haven't put a bid in, what do you mind that he's bought it? I, I just don't know. Right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I've got some other stuff written down. Um saw some incest story on Shade Borough, but I can't be bothered to read it because it's late and I was determined to go to bed the same day I woke up once this week and I haven't done it yet. So, yeah, not great. Let's get uh, some Dear Deirdre up and we can close this pod off. How many are we going to do, Darren? I don't know. 
You'll see last week's Dear Deirdre's were wild, right? They were flipping mental mental. Um, right, Jesus Christ. Now they've, they've just got more mental. Here we go. Dear Deirdre, my wife keeps going to all female sex parties and I'm fed up with her. When he says all female sex party, that goes anywhere from Ann Summers parties where it's just like, oh yeah, look, this is what this vibrator can do. And they put the vibrator on a woman's nose. Because that's sensitive and she gets an idea of what it's like for her. Whereas, you know, growing up as a guy, when you heard about these Anne Summers parties, you just thought there was just women just dildoing each other all the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I grew up thinking the Anne Summers sex party was just leather, whips, dildos, and just women just, you know what I mean, dildoing the hell out of each other, vibrating the hell out of each other, just. Juices everywhere, but no. He says a bunch of women drinking a bit of Prosecco and just putting, like I said, vibrators on their nose, and that's it. Anyway, dear, 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 um, so I'm not sure, sorry, what I'm basically saying is I'm not sure what parties his wife's going to. Is it that, or is she going to the full out orgies? Let's see. Dear, 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 my wife keeps going up to all female sex parties. I'm fed up with her. I didn't sign up for this in our marriage. I'm a man of 35. She's 31. We've been together for five years, and she has always been a wild one in the bedroom. Her need for sex is off the scale. She has a box full of lingerie and sex toys, and I've always been up for anything she wanted to do. She started talking about having a threesome. I thought she meant with another man. All right, mate. What? <laughs> what? What happened there? Is that you sure you thought it was? Or you wanted it to be? You know those ones. Where she's like, "Hey, babe." He's like, "What?" He's like, um, I would like to have a threesome. And he's like, "What? Keith from work?" She's like, "What?" Uh, no, I'm just. I thought you were gonna say Keith from your office. No, no. I'm just gonna say with a woman. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what I want as well. No, that's yeah, 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 no, same, 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 yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. She said, why did you mention Keith from my office? Mm-mm, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did mention. Keith. Did did you hear me say Keith? Okay, that's weird. Anyway, she started talking about freezing. I thought she met with another man, but she says she'd like to try sex with a woman. I was prepared to give it a go. What man wouldn't? She found a willing woman of 37 online. So after a few drinks at a pub, we returned home and went to bed. Nah, nah. If I'm having a threesome like that, that is not happening in my house. Because we need to be able to go our separate ways. <laughs> she doesn't need to be know where we're living. I don't need to be coming back home and hearing mad noises from the bedroom. You know, those and summer dildo parties. Um, well, I don't want her coming to the house when... You know what I mean? When the missus is away. And she's trying to get a bit of one-on-one. Mm-mm. That wasn't the arrangement. You know what I mean? I'm talking like I've, I've ever been in this situation. <laughs> I think I'd freak the hell out if Naomi approached me with this. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. See what goes on in this story. Let's see. So, uh, I had to... Wait. 
Yeah, if I had to pub, then as I say, so after a few drinks at the pub, we returned home and went to bed. I had a few minutes of fun, then watching my wife with this woman was strange. She seemed totally into her new lover while I was left out. Proper Ross from Friends moment. The following morning, my wife said she'd had a real buzz from it all and she wanted to try something else with a woman. I got home from work later and she said she had signed up to go away for a night to an all-female sex party. I was trying to process what she was saying when she remarked, It's just for me, babe. You'll stay at home. So off she went to the following weekend. She kept in touch by texting to say she was safe and having a good time. I don't even want to know. The way I'd be punching my phone, the wall, plates, everything. She would come back to my house, mash up if I was this guy. You know what I mean? People think it's all cool and it's like, oh yeah, it's nice. She gets with girls too. Until she goes to an all-female sex party, you're not invited. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? You can't even wank that anger away. You... I don't know what you do. I wouldn't be able to be this guy. Anyway, she got home and said that it had been the best experience of her life. She had, she, Now she has joined this sex club and she's disappearing at least once a month. I sit at home and worry about what she's up to. And we are honest with one another, but I'm feeling upset she would do this. Can our marriage survive? Um, not if you're upset about it, mate. Hey, you got to just get out what you need to get out, though. Is there something that you would want? as well because sometimes as men we don't express what we want because we just don't want the ag we just don't want the argument you know we can't bother to form a justification of what we want so we just go oh, can't be bothered yeah we'll just do what you said <laughs> come on guys we've all been there it be something as simple as what we're picking to eat so what was you should go should we go pizza hut no 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 i want indian food he's like really you want indian food she's like yeah yeah, I want Indian food. You're like, um, yeah, right, cool. It's cool. We will have Indian food for, for dinner, right? Oh, now you had Indian for lunch, but you're not telling her that. Why? Because you don't want the egg. So you just go, yeah, yeah, cool. I was having Indian twice a day. Then you're holding the, the menu all floppily, not really looking at it. She's like, are you all right? I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine, 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 fine. Fine, fine, yeah, fine, fine to be in this Indian restaurant. I mean, I wanted pizza or whatever. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just, uh, you, you don't want the egg. So you've got to work out what you want from the relationship rather than being a coward and a puss. And what, maybe you want some weird sex stuff outside the relationship. See what she says. Anyway, let's get the next one. Um, Jesus Christ, what is going on? It's bare sex. Out of control. I suffer from a condition that makes me permanently aroused. Life is unbearable. Right. Does this mean that um, you're just orgasming all the time? I've seen documentaries like that. Or that your underwear just gets ruined. Or is it that you're just gagging for it? Like, physiologically. Um, Let's find out. Uh, dear Deirdre, I live with PGAD or Persistent Genital Arousal Disorder and my partner wants sex all the time. Alright, I just can't deal with it. Okay, wait, so you live with this disorder, but it's your partner that wants sex all the time. Okay, I'm now 45 and the feeling of constantly being aroused is excruciating. Jesus. Many will assume that it's a gift to feel like this, but it's painful and there is no cure. It rages out of control, and although my partner 
who is 52, has accompanied me to the appointments. He doesn't accept that I'm not interested in sex. He grabs my breast and pushes me against the wall. Jesus. Um, I feel aroused 24 hours a day, but sex with me isn't fun. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? The point of arousal is that it is arousal. It peaks. It goes up. You're flat for the day, and then you get aroused, and then it goes up. So if you're just permanently up, you don't get that peak. And I think that peak is what it's all about, no? Anyway, but yeah, yeah, but segue, your husband can't just push you against the wall and stuff, and grabbing breasts, and if you don't want to have sex, I mean, this ain't 1992, you can't just be here getting away with raping your wife here, and I say 92, because I think the legislation came in 93, I don't know, it's 93 or 91, some year where some country in Eastern European either became one country or divided into loads. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, I feel aroused 24 hours a day, but sex with me isn't fun. I struggle to orgasm. And if I do, it's very painful. Jeez. I love him, but I can't even hug him as he sees it as a come on. Jesus, this guy got sex addiction. He says it hurts him as he badly wants me, but he had, but he has trouble keeping an erection. So I think... Why are we putting each other through this? Jesus Christ. So you're permanently aroused and he's sporadically aroused when he even needs to be or wants to be. He may not be able to turn up. Jeez, okay. Um, right, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, jeez, okay. Um. Right, which one are we going to? We're going to go for... Um, which one, which one, which one? Yeah, let's go for these two. Let's go for the virgin. I'm 23 and friends make fun of me for being a virgin. It gets me down. Dear Deirdre, having this status of being the only virgin in the village is getting me down. All my friends know I haven't been with anyone. They think it's funny, but it gets me down. Um, are you a guy or a girl? I'm a man. They go over 23 and all my friends are in relationships where I've been sexually active for years. I feel so left out. I'm wondering whether to join a dating app and go to bed with somebody just so I can change this label that I'm lumped with. I've looked at getting an escort for the evening or just offering sex to the first woman who takes an interest in me. Is it worth doing this or am I better waiting until the right person comes along? Listen. Here's the thing about any action in life. You can wait for the right person to come along and she may be out there. You can go out and look for her. And again, she might be out there. But, you know, so, I don't know. Wait, let me just read this again. Because I lost my train of thought. It's getting to that time. It's getting to that time of the day, people, with brains just dying. Um... Change this label. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so that was it. Sorry, now I remember. I'm, I'm back in the room, people. Um, better wait until the right person comes along. Yes, yeah, so like I say, if you do wait for the right person, then, then they may come along, but they might not. If you do just have sex with a random, though, right, then the right person will come along after that. 
because you would have changed. You would now change what you're looking for someone. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think you should just lose your virginity because, you know, it's the done thing. You you had enough of not being a virgin. You've had enough of being a virgin, so you just lose your virginity. It doesn't really work like that in life, man. Find someone that you actually really want to have sex with and then have sex with them. Do that. All right? Anyway. Um, next one, last one, and here it goes. We're ending it here. No, Nookie, I'm 65 and cringe when my partner 70 touches me. I'm too old for sex. Oh, wow. Um, I'm 70. No, he's 70. I'm 65 and I've and I, I've told him I'm too old for sex, but he still gets has <laughs> a glint in his eye. Imagine that. Hey, you're just done with being attractive. Because everyone likes being deemed attractive. Your husband is how old? 75. 70. Okay, he's not quite risking it all. I mean, this guy might have a heart attack banging. He's like, I don't care. I want a piece of your wrinkly ass, Mildred. Anyway, um, we met on a coach holiday for singles. He's retired, although I still work. We live 100 miles apart uh, and we meet where we can. We are chalk and cheese. While his place is cold and unwelcoming, he complains that mine is like an oven and I like to keep it warm. He has been diagnosed with a rare lung disease and has told me there's nothing to live for. He moans he has a long-distance girlfriend who doesn't want sex. Me. I feel sorry for him, but I don't want to move in with him. No, you don't want. You're just dating. You don't end up having to do bloody palliative care for a guy that just wants to bang your flipping brown tights off. (laughs) He'll smash that blue rinse out of your hair, darling. No, anyway. Um, what can you do here? Yeah, you just got to tell him, look, it's got to be a deal breaker, right? This is, what's the compromise? Uh, I don't know. Oh dear. Anyway, people, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to be able to go to bed the same day I woke up. I'm going to get close to it. I've got five minutes to brush my teeth, strip my clothes off, and go to bed. And people, that is the end of the pod. Uh, there'll be a pod next week. There'll be a pod after that as well. Um, that's it people that's it peace I've said peace I haven't even got the flipping thing open to close the the end of conversation right now I can say it anyway peace